Yo, here we go, ladies and gents. Had a cancellation, so it's just me. Six things you can do to keep your motivation up. Let's get this show on the road and keep your motivation high. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life. Prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It could be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Boom! All right, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of the Business Bros, episode 1004. How do you stay motivated to do a thousand and four episodes? I mean, I know how I do it. Let me share with you a couple different ways uh, to stay motivated. But let me give you a a little bit of a story. So in the classroom, business bros classroom, right? My students are creating their own businesses. This week, we started off with setting our weekly goals. And um, the truth of the matter is I'm letting the kids kind of discover the process of building a business, uh, but I'm guiding them through goal setting and kind of walking them through the process as we build out these different companies, right? So again, just to recap, in case you didn't, you missed yesterday's episode, they have a choice. They can do affiliate marketing, they can do social media management, or they can do uh, print on demand. So it's not like they're starting some different type of business from scratch. These are things that already exist and it allows them to uh, practice basically their sales and marketing skills without having to develop or ship or create a particular product. Um, and so during the first couple of weeks of school, we did a couple of activities to kind of get their mind into the possibilities and the upsides of what it takes when you start a business, right? The, the, the fun stuff. I equate it to like when you buy a lottery ticket, right? When you first buy a lottery ticket, recently, for example, the lotto was like at a billion dollars here for the mega millions. And so when you bought a lotto ticket, what are you really buying, right? You're hoping to win, obviously, but what do you really spend the money on? What you really do is you pay for that lotto ticket so that you can sit back and you start dreaming, right? You start thinking of all the amazing things you would do with your life if you won that billion dollars, right? Or a couple million dollars or whatever it is that you're going to win on this particular lottery ticket. You start thinking about everything that could possibly go, right? I would pay off my house. I would buy this car. I'd buy my mom a place. I'd, you know, solve world hunger, whatever it is that you decide to think about when you buy this lottery ticket. And it's beautiful to think of, think of these things because they kind of motivate you and put you back almost on the grind. You start thinking about the possibilities and then you start thinking about why you haven't achieved those possibilities. And then you start thinking... Yeah, but I could definitely do this if I put my mind to it. Maybe spark some stuff and you keep going. Well, in class, I work on something very similar. At the beginning, we start going through a lot of these mental things. And we do this activity that I learned uh, when I took the uh, Billy Genius Marketing Certification course. And we sit down and we, we think about, okay, look, a year has gone by and you've achieved the success that you wanted to achieve. You know, what is, what, what do you... What is your family saying about you? What is the media saying about you? What are your clients saying about you? Visualize and see what that world is going to look like once you've achieved that success. And I I do this activity with the kids because 
they, it allows them to put themselves in a successful position in their mind and to kind of visualize and feel and, and get the, the response from those loved ones that are praising them for being successful, for, for achieving a level of success that they set out to. And we talk about how early on when you have this dream or this idea of what you want to achieve, the first thing you tend to do is you go and tell the person you care about the most. It could be a, a brother, a sister, a parent, your spouse, your best friend, whatever it is. And if you cannot clearly articulate this vision, or maybe this vision requires something of you that maybe you didn't have in the past, your loved ones are usually going to do the thing that they do the most, which is try to give you advice from a loving standpoint. They're going to say things like, ah, oh, dude, that's impossible. No, you can't do that. No, no, that, that doesn't work. What are they really saying at this point? What they're really saying is, I can't do that. I don't know how that really works. And so they're projecting their um, inability to reach that goal, or their unwillingness to reach that goal. They're projecting that onto you. And you tend to sit back and start to think to yourself or second guess yourself, you know what, maybe I can't, maybe it is too difficult. Maybe that's not for me. And we get our motivation deflated really quickly. And so when I do this activity with the children, with my students, I want them to have that idea in their mind. And then we create this one card that I keep with, that I have them keep in their binders at all times. And we, uh, and I haven't pulled it yet, but we're going to pull it very soon. We're going to do a card check. And the whole idea behind the card check is so they can look back at that card and remember those feelings of what it would be, of what it would feel like to be successful. What kind of person they'd be coming to be successful. Because right now they're at the beginning part of this business and there's some tedious things that need to get built up at the beginning. They're filing their articles of incorporation to build their corporations as a team. They're brainstorming on the different things they think they may need for their business. And then they're setting a priority list, right? The three objectives that they're going to accomplish this week. Um, and as I explained to them, the truth is when you start a business, you don't know what you don't know. You have an idea of how it's going to run, but it's not until you start taking some action steps that you realize, oh, there's another problem that shows up here. Oh, a customer actually wants this. Oh, I, I need to figure out how to edit this video or I need to figure out how to do X, Y, Z. That's usually what happens when an entrepreneur starts a business. And so that little obstacle, that, that roadblock, that thing that, that is standing in the way between you and getting to that next step, those roadblocks become more and more tedious. And we tend to be, you know, we're human, so we tend to pile up these blockades. And many times, oftentimes, a lot of people quit, right? They stop at that point because it becomes a little too difficult. So this episode is all about six things that you can do to keep that motivation up, right? And, and I, I named it that, but to be 100% honest, it's not really a motivation thing. Motivation to me is, is very fleeting. It's only there certain amounts of time. Motivation is, is if, I, if you're constantly waiting to be motivated to do something, you're going to be waiting for a long time because the motivation just isn't always there. Right? It, just, it just isn't. But if you do these things, they will definitely help you to keep your mind right, at least moving forward and and moving towards that goal that you want to set, right? So the first thing that I saw on the list here was review, review your goals and progress. Setting goals, but more importantly, reviewing your progress to me is, is that practice that you have to have on a regular basis. I journaled every night. And at the end of the night, 
in my journal, one of the things is talking about what I'm grateful for the day. Like what things am I happy that, that, that we've accomplished or that I'm grateful for? Because in my mind, when I'm giving thanks, when I'm saying thank you to something, it means I've already achieved it or I believe that I've already had it in my life. So giving thanks or, or reflecting on the things that I've done at the end of the day as, a, as far as the journal helps me see where I am at this particular time. And then also checking on the progress. Where am I going? Where am I, where am I going and where am I today in comparison to that? Reviewing progress is like looking over those small wins. What did you do today that was good, that was amazing? Or what did you do today that moved, it moved you a little bit forward? If we can strategize and set up our day to have some of these small wins, which is called progress, right? Moving in that direction, in the direction that you want to go in, reviewing your progress at the end of the day or at the end of the week or where, however long you're setting your goals, that progress is a list of wins. You can sit back and look at the scoreboard and be like, look, today I got this done, I got this done, I got this done. That is a good day and be grateful and, and, and thankful for those things because you are working hard at it. And you need to be able to recognize your good stuff that you do. I mean, I, I know me personally, I do this to myself all the time. I know you guys do the same thing. We speak to ourselves in our mind, like so disrespectfully. I mean, there's so many times I'm like, oh, you're an idiot. Why'd you do that? Right. And I'm telling myself that literally, I just said that to myself in my mind. Oh, you're an idiot. Why'd you do that? So you're calling yourself an idiot. But you're literally subconsciously telling yourself these things. So having your, your goals there in place, reviewing your progress, instead of telling yourself how much of an idiot you are or every time you make a mistake, the words you use need to switch. Dude, you, you crushed that today. Oh man, that speech you gave, that was incredible. That lesson you did, that was amazing. The interaction you had with that, cli with that uh, client or with that student or whatever, you changed their lives. Right? Start talking to yourself in a respectful manner as you're reviewing your goals and your progress, it'll change the perspective that you have in your mind. You start tallying up those wins and you want more, which brings us into number two, set new goals. I mean, far too often, I'm guilty of this myself. You set a goal and you work towards it. You're, you're reviewing your progress. Maybe you get there and you get excited or you keep going. You think you can do a little more, but we forget to set that next marker, set that next goal. What is it that you want to achieve this week? With my students, this is going to be a weekly thing that we do. So this is the first time they're setting together their goal sheets. And it's only three goals. Each goal has an action. It has three action items. But it's only three goals that they want to review. And so we're going to set these new goals at the end of the week. We're going to reassess. We're going to talk about what went well and what we can improve upon. The reason why we want to do that is because, especially at the beginning, sometimes you set a goal for yourself. And that goal is just too big. Like it wasn't a goal that could be done in a week. You thought maybe you can do it in a week, but then you started taking action, right? You started making moves towards that. And as you're looking at your, your, your progress every single day, you realize, man, I think I bit off more than I can chew here, right? So when my students are going to review that next week sheet, the next goal sheet for that incoming week, they can look back at what happened the week before and maybe say, look, this one goal is definitely a priority. We definitely need to work this thing out, but it's too big to conquer all of it in one week. Let's break this up into smaller pieces and then let's work and attack them that way. So setting new goals, reassessing the goal that you already had is a great practice. It keeps you focused. 
it's like a guy that's that's trying to find the gold, right? So he has this map and he's going on this map and he's sticking to the um the different uh what what do they call them? Um uh, uh like you know, big rocks or trees or natural uh guidelines, right? It's things that he sees on the map. And as he's going through, if he does not pay attention to the map, if he's not reassessing where he's going, making sure those landmarks, which is the word I was looking for, he's not following these landmarks, he could walk endlessly, right? And that's what happens with a lot of us. We set goals and we we meet our goal and then we don't set new goals. So we end up in this abyss after we've reached our goal because there's so many cool things that are going on. And we can get we find the next shiny object and the next thing to distract us. But if we set those new goals, it keeps us on track. It keeps us looking at the map and finding our different landmarks to move us progressively towards that goal that we're trying to achieve. So setting new goals is definitely one thing that you need to maintain on a regular basis. Even if they're small goals, remember, you're reviewing your progress from number one. So setting these small incremental goals will help you get to to where you're trying to go. And then number three is keep the momentum up, right? How do you keep the momentum up? For me, setting these goals is is almost like I'm developing a new set of habits. Because at the end of the day, when you want to reach success, when you look at the people who are ultimately successful, it's not the success that you're really in awe about. It's the the success is the shiny part. That's the thing that attracts us, right? That's the extra dollar amounts or the flashy car or the house. But if you really want to reach that level of success, if you really want to have what they have, you need to become the type of person that they are. And to me, this is where keeping up the momentum happens. You set new goals, you review your progress, you set new goals and you review your progress and you adjust. Before long, some of these goals become your standards. These are the things that you're going to do on a regular basis that you keep doing regardless of what goes on in your day because you know that these are the progressive things, the little wins that are going to get you to that next level that you're trying to achieve. So how do you keep the momentum up? They become your minimum standards, right? Every morning I wake up and I run my six-mile run five days a week. Sometimes it's four, but mostly it's five days a week. Why? Because I want to maintain the body that I've been able to to build for myself, to shape for myself. Now it also gives me the clarity that I'm looking for to get my mind right to take on the day. It helps me keep my momentum going forward to move on, going to go in that direction. The podcast itself, how do I keep the momentum going? I make sure that even if I'm tired, when it shows up on my calendar that I have a show to do, I hop on here and I do it anyways, right? Keep the momentum going. If you stop, if you pause, if you hold up, if you wait, procrastination will set in because your mind wants to stay comfortable. So, you know, review those goals, monitor your progress, set new goals, and then start instituting your standards, also known as your habits, the minimum standards that you're going to make in order to achieve your goals. Set your standards, keep them up, keep them up, keep the promise to yourself. I mean, that's really, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing here. You're making a decision and you're making a promise that you're going to do one thing or another to keep the momentum up. You hold your end of the bargain. You can lie to anybody else, but do not lie to yourself. If you say you're going to do something, then go out and freaking do it. All right. Next one. Number four, find a mentor. I get it. There are so many amazing people out there. Actually, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scrap that. Let's do it this way. 
Um, so my kids, they're doing the uh, the print on demand, affiliate marketing, social media management. And a lot of them have no clue what this stuff is. I mean, from the very beginning, they're like, they got a general idea, but they don't exactly know. And so as a teacher, by the way, I, I gave this instruction. Let's see how it works out. What I asked them to do was very simple. See, the kids that are in my class, they, they've struggled in high school. I would even say that they're pretty good um, professional, quote unquote, cheaters, right? They get their work done. But half the time they got their work from somebody else. Okay, fair enough. I know that they know that other teachers that have had them in their class know that not everybody's willing to say it. But I directly tell my kids that that is who they are. They know that this is the process that they do. Now, for my particular class, I'm I'm not I'm okay with that. I encourage them to collaborate. I don't expect them to memorize everything, but I expect them to know where to find the answer if they need it. So for my class, it's a little bit different. So they don't know how to run these businesses. They don't even know what these businesses are. So when it comes to finding a mentor, one of the first things I asked them to do was to open their phones, open their TikTok app, and spend 10 minutes looking at TikToks under that business search. So they were to search affiliate marketing and then videos would pop up on TikTok. Spend 10 minutes looking at the videos, people telling you how do they do it, what products they should get, where do they find the products, how do they set them up, why? Because that's somebody who's already achieved what these kids are trying to achieve. So I'm, I'm telling them, why do you want to sit back and try to figure it all out when there are people who have already successfully done the thing that you wanna do? This is literally how you've been doing your classwork in class. Do the same thing, but do it for your business. Now, I'm not talking copy them word for word exactly how they do it, but they're giving you the process. They're sharing with you how to do it. They are becoming your mentor, right? And I was, I was 100% honest with my students at the beginning. I have never personally done affiliate marketing myself, right, as a full-blown business. I have never done print-on-demand myself as a full-blown business. But together, we can move through this process of figuring out how it works and then implementing procedures from people who are already successful. And that's what I'm saying about finding a mentor for you guys. There are things that you want to do in life and there are people who have already done those things and they've shared it with millions of people on the internet. It's up to you to go out and find them, right? Find a mentor. This person can be somebody that is in your office that you can work with directly. It could be a person that you look up to that you can pick up the phone and call or send a text message to, but it doesn't have to be a person you know. You can pick up books. You can pick up uh, YouTube channels and TikTok feeds and followers, specific influencers, but find mentors. Find people who have already been successful in your space and then learn from them. Take the information that they've given you, the lessons that they've learned themselves, the things that they're implementing and showing you, and then turn around and do those things yourself. Learn and implement. You can't do anything with knowledge until you take action. Find a mentor, learn from them, and start taking action. That'll help you get your motivation going because your mentors, they got tons of energy. Right, I mean, they're they're all about their craft. They're all about their product or service. They're showing you what's up because that's what they're doing, and they love doing it. Find a mentor to help you keep your energy high, to keep your uh, your focus, and then to show you what to do. Right, number five: surround yourself with positive people. Now, I'm not saying kick people out of your life. 
right? But what I am saying is there are people around you who are going to spread positivity or they're going to spread negativity. There are people who are pessimists at heart. All they do is complain about everything that can possibly go wrong. They're going to vent to you about their problems at work. They're going to vent to you about their problems at home. They're going to vent to you about everything that can go wrong. And not that you can't be a good friend, but here's the issue with the, when you're hanging out with people who vent all the time, you're going to start venting too. Exactly, right, Crystal? That's exactly 100% true. You're going to start to vent. You're going to start to complain. You're going to start to look and seek and view your perspective of life as everything negative because you're surrounding yourself with people who are only seeing the negative, right? Life is full of perspective. Every problem is an opportunity that you can take advantage of, but it's only an opportunity if you train yourself to see the opportunities that are presented. And unfortunately, it's already difficult enough to train yourself to see it that way. If you're surrounding yourself with people who are bringing you down and maybe not, again, not necessarily telling you that they're bringing you down, but just their personality type. It's just the habits that they have in life. It's the things that they think about, the arguments they make, the fights they pick for meaningless reasons, reasons that don't even matter in the long haul. Chances are they probably won't even remember why they were upset in the first place 10 minutes later. But it doesn't matter if you're around those people, it becomes infectious. You become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So choose wisely. You want to keep your motivation up? Hang out with people who are motivated. And this works, by the way, for dating and meeting the right business partner and all those different things. If you want to meet people who are avid hikers, because that's what you are, you should probably meet them on the hiking trails, right? That's just how it works. You're going to meet people based on where you present yourself. If you're in a business, a particular industry, real estate, for example, and you want to network and rub elbows with other people who are successful in that industry, you need to be going to real estate events. Or you need to show up where they are. Surround yourself with the people who are highly motivated. Um, and today, it makes it even easier to do that. I surround myself with people that are highly motivated on my social media feeds. I look at people who are successful, who are out there doing the thing, who are giving me the motivation simply by looking at what they're doing on a regular basis. People who are successful in real estate, who are successful in lending, who are successful in taxes and insurance. That's the space that I'm in. I want to know what the people who are successful in that space are doing. What are they reading? What are they listening to? How do they act? How do they dress? I want to know those things. So I surround myself with those people. Surround yourself with the positivity. You will have more positivity in your life. You will think th differently. You will act differently. And before long, even those people who are around you will start to see you differently as well. Surround yourself with positive people. All right, last one I got right here. And this is probably my favorite now, not when I first started. Exercise to improve your mental health. So I told you guys, I wake up every morning. My alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning. I know you think it's crazy. Um, and it was at first, but it's easy now. It's easier now. But when my alarm goes off, I don't have the motivation to get up. I don't have the motivation to run six miles. But it became my standard. Now, when I work, uh, when I work out in the morning, it's helping me get my body moving to warm up, even on the hot days, right? To warm up, 
When I go on my run, I'm either listening to a book that gets my mind right. Maybe I'm listening to speeches or audios that get my mind right. Maybe I have nothing on and I'm just clearly trying to think of what's going on in my day or what I'm going to accomplish for this week or how I'm going to address this particular problem that I have or how I'm going to teach today's lesson. I have this hour where I'm conditioning my body to be better for myself, but at the same time, I'm allowing my mind to get itself in order to take on the day. Exercise can do that for you. I honestly feel like now I have to run in the mornings because it cleans out the inside of my body. I feel like the perfect The horrible sweat that I have after my run has cleaned out the inside of me and made room for more water to come in to cleanse the inside. But at the same time, it's cleaning out my mind. Exercise gives you that ability to really push blood through your brain, to get your thoughts thinking. There's so many times where on my run, I'm like, ooh, an epiphany, an idea, something that I'm going to implement today, a way that I'm going to approach something. It comes from giving your mind the ability and that time to think. I know there are many of you who get ideas as you're in the shower. You're taking a shower and all of a sudden, bing, light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, I'm going to forget this idea. And you like got to write it down, but you're in the shower. You can't do that, right? Your mind is literally in the shower cleaning it. You're cleaning your body, but at the same time, it's quiet in there. You're not really thinking about anything else. You're just with you and your thoughts. That's the opportunity that you can use when you exercise. Plus, just like in the shower, you're doing something beneficial to your body. You're giving your body more energy. And I know at the beginning, it's horrible. I get it. The first two weeks, the first three weeks when you start working out, they suck. You're sore. It hurts. Uh, You're not used to getting up. All those different things. But if you push through, it'll make a big difference in your life. I promise you. You'll feel better. You'll have more energy. You get your mind right. It becomes part of your morning routine. It's a habit that makes you uh, stronger. At the end of the day, it's up to you. That's today's episode, ladies and gents. Six things you can do to keep your motivation high. Hopefully, it was beneficial for y'all. And you learn a little something, right? Look, at the end of the day, I love Billie Jean's line. There's no such thing as a million-dollar idea, only million-dollar execution. So whatever is stopping you or holding up your motivation, remember, it's holding up your execution of that million-dollar idea, that goal, that dream that you have. Dreams are amazing. They're, they're openings to your soul. They're, they're ideas that could become realities if you're willing to take action towards them. And the sad thing is that dream can become a nightmare if it was possible and you didn't do it. And that nightmare could be regret. So don't regret what you have in life. Go after it. Go make it happen. Keep that motivation high. Real quick recap, just in case you forget, number one, review your goals and progress. Number two, don't forget to set new goals. Even after you meet your goals, set some new ones. Keep the momentum going by setting your standards and making your routines part of your everyday life. Make sure you find a mentor. There are people who are already successful at what you're doing. Make sure you can reach out to them, learn from what they're doing, become the type of person that they're becoming by learning from them. Make sure you surround yourself with positive people because negative people will bring you more negativity. And lastly, exercise to improve your mental health. Do those things. Keep your motivation high. And we'll see you guys again on the flip side. Peace. I'm going to take this tag off right there. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? 
try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast, podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today.